Here it is. From deep inside your audio device of choice. Now, that was almost like the uh, the pause that you get when you uh, pick up the phone, and uh, there's like this two or three second pause before the robocall starts, and you you know you know you should hang up when you hear that pause, and yet all too often you don't. But but we're here now, doing this. Um, not on the telephone, unless friend is putting the phone in front of the speaker and, and calling you to share it. That would be nice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the second of two consecutive weeks of the year in rebuke, where we look back in rancor on the events that were so darn entertaining during the year. And as I said last week, last week was the um, less Trumpy edition of the year in rebuke, which logically would tell you that this is going to be a little heavier on Trump this week. Nothing I could do about it, you know. They they they, they served up that year. Um, but, of course, this week has uh, brought a, a welter of news uh, regarding said, <laughs> said president. Uh, they're now investigating the inaugural committee, the committee that raised money for his inauguration more than any other inauguration in history, even though they had fewer events than most of the recent inaugural inaugural festivities. And that story came in the Wall Street Journal, which is uh, has been leading on a lot of these stories. And still, the president doesn't call it the failing Wall Street Journal, which means... Murdoch is thicker than water or something. But uh, the the money that flowed into the inaugural committee, among other sources of just deep-pocketed donors, a lot of it came from Saudi Arabia. Michael Flynn, who um, was convicted or actually pled guilty to lying to uh, the FBI, um, of course, he had some conversations with uh, Russian officials before the administration took office. But he also had basically been lobbying for Turkey without revealing that. So just want, just keep an eye on the Middle East. That's all I'm saying. Middle East, you know. I'm just going to keep saying the Middle East. But meantime, it's time to begin our look back. with uh, There was a, a summit conference in Helsinki, Finland where uh, <laughs> President Trump met uh, Russian President Putin. The uh, press conference was widely derided, and the new head of communications at the White House, just over from his job, long-time job at Fox News, Bill Shine, was uh, in charge of trying to clean that up. This was also a time when uh, Ivanka Trump's fashion line closed down, not not uh, of her, uh, a move of her choice. And uh, it was also a time, you, you probably remember this, when uh, the administration's policy regarding undocumented immigrants led to um, weeks and weeks of coverage of children being separated from their parents and being held in, uh, I think the word would be cages. I think that's the uh, proper word. So uh, all of which adds up to 2018, 
the year in rebuke. This week, for the first time, some of the teams are showing signs of fatigue. But for the businessman turned chief executive, there's no reverse gear. There may be no gears at all. Bill. Mr. Trump? This is our first face-to-face -face since you joined the comms team. To run it. That's right. Just to just double-check it. Bunch of people in that job before you. Yes, sir. I uh, dealt with all of them in my old job at Fox. Yeah. Then you were at the receiving end. Now, you're at the point of this sphere. Yes, I am. Better side to be on, right? Better to be pitching than catching? <laughs> you bet, sir. More manly, right? <laughs> Speaking of which, you caught some of that uh, full-figured action at the reception desk? I'm older, sir, but uh, not too old to notice that. <laughs> she's, uh, as we used to say at Fox, she's uh, hotter than Bill O'Reilly's loofah stand. Let me tell you this. I have no idea what that means. Uh, it just refers to his habit. Okay, look. Anyway, just in case you're taping, this is an equal opportunity workplace, okay? Yes, sir. Your chances with her are as good as anyone else's, right? We'll soon find out. Okay. Now, so, uh, how's Operation Pivot from Helsinki going? That's your deal, right? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, two news cycles on your Iran tweet. We do think all caps help to uh, galvanize media attention. Great. Because I think it looks stronger anyway without those little leathers. Mm -hmm. Two news cycles on banning the CNN gal from the press conference with the uh, EU guy, including one cycle about my contesting the use of the word ban. I didn't see much of you on TV. Um, there was one little clip. Okay. Because, you know, some people on your team might get jealous if you show up on cable news too much. Codename Kellyanne. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, mentions of Helsinki, of course, spiked when uh, Putin had his press conference. Yeah. What's his deal? He better not be dicking around with me or I'll hold a press conference the likes of which he's never seen. I, I do think going after Michael Cohen has legs. Okay, good. Because his lawyer, this Davis guy, you know, he worked for the Clintons. I could spill the beans on him really good. You know, I'd, I'd advise on holding back on the beans for now. I, I, I don't think we need to go full bean yet. Okay. I get the feeling you're ready for a really big task this week. <laughs> Raring to go, sir. My wife's all ready to tweet, too. That's your problem. I... So look, your task for this week involves that CNN gal that keeps shouting questions at me, Kate, Kateman. Caitlin. Caitlin. Okay. Yeah. We can't keep banning her because it wasn't really a ban. Mm -hmm. So your task this week is to keep her from shouting questions at me. Enough with the shouting, okay? <laughs> It won't be easy, sir. It wasn't easy for the five people who had your friggin' job before you. So? Like I told Roger Ailes when the wolves were circling, I eat wolves for breakfast. Sheesh. I have trouble keeping down steak and eggs. Ivanka. Morning. I'm so sorry about your fashion line. I know. I, I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. But I think I probably know. Good. Because, you know, between the rallies and the phone calls... So, I'm, I'm glad you made time for me today. Good. Because you're still a very valued member of the home team. Maybe the most valued, okay? I mean, I'd say you've earned it, but uh, really you were born into it. But that's okay, right? Yes, sir. 
What was it with your fashion thing? People didn't want to buy stuff made in China anymore? That's like a good thing, right? I know you don't want to hear this, but what my executives were saying is a, a lot of negative reaction to the name. Uh -huh. That's a tough one. <laughs> and I do feel kind of responsible because I let your mother call you Ivanka. I wanted Domdalda. But look, you've got a big task this week. Yeah, I've, I've got a parental leave forum in Grand Rapids. Oh, but... little Jared can do that. This is big stuff, honey. And I need somebody who's big time eye candy to handle it. Oh, Dad. I need you to go out and say that all the children and immigrants have been reunited. You do women and children. This is women and children. Okay. And have they been? Been what? Reunited? My people tell me that all the ones who could be have been. I can tell you that. If you want more of a briefing, I guess General Kelly can set one up. I think he's still breathing. What about Kristen on the Homeland Security team? She's a blonde woman. Ah, have you seen her on TV? Colder than a Burger King shake. It's you, honey. Your task. Your thing. Can you do it? You know, I had to close down the shoe line, too. Great. So you need something big to do, right? Right. Alan? Alan Weiselberg? Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Trump. I heard you got, uh, subpoenaed by the witch hunt. <laughs> yes, sir, just got it. The guy slipped it in under... I don't care what he slipped. Listen, Alan, not a lot of time. Oh, I don't have to meet with them until next... I mean, this episode is running long. Look, you were a little pisser. Fresh out of your friggin' cap and gown. Who gave you your start? You did, sir. And who kept promoting you like you were like the Warren Buffett of the East Coast or something? Well, that'd be again you, sir. And when all the Schmendricks and Goombas were banging down our doors and the Gracie Mansion piles refused to stay fixed, who's down there in the bunker with me? Well, I was certainly doing late hours in the office during those times. Damn right. So, you got a little task this week, Alan. It's the longest-serving member of the smallest team, the A-plus team, I call it. Yes, sir. It's a little thing called dummy up. What do you think? Slippery Bob Muller wasn't the guy who rescued you from grad school in Podunk, was he? <laughs> no, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay, Alan. You don't need to answer me. I'll take your silence for a yes. New team, new tasks, same mission. We're gonna make Ivanka's brand great again! Now, the world is his boardroom. The Presidentus. This week, anything else is just fake reality. And this week, uh, I'm sure it didn't escape your notice that uh, Michael Cohen, uh, described now almost universally uh, in the media as President Trump's one-time fixer, which speaks volumes, I guess, uh, had pled guilty and uh, received a sentence of three years in jail, although he's still going to be cooperating, uh, hoping, to, hoping to shave some, uh, some time off that sentence. Of course, earlier this year, he was looking forward to uh, a somewhat different future. I was in a really bad way. Bill collectors were hounding me. My salary was attached. Then, I picked up the phone and called Cohen and Cohen. They said they were going to take our house. So I picked up the phone and flipped them the cone bone. My friends across the fruited plain 
I've had so many drive-by haters coming at me through the years. Nothing really stopped it until I picked up the gold phone and called Cohen and Cohen. Hey, I'm Michael Cohen. With the exception of the first two, those were real people sharing their real experience of the Cohen and Cohen difference. What is that difference? When you've got a problem and you call us, we don't deal with it. We crush it. We hammer it into little pieces. We burn the pieces and we trash the ashes. There's no sign a problem was ever there and nobody around who remembers it. And the Cohen and Cohen difference isn't just available to the big shots and the hot shots. It's available to pitchers like you, too, for a limited time, because I'm trying to fill out my client list before the big spring inventory. So take it from me, it would be a privilege to represent you, literally. Just one phone call gets the law firm the junkyard dogs are scared of. And when you call Cohen and Cohen, you don't get shuttered over to a dozen partners and paralegals. That's right. There's only one Cohen on the phone. That's me. So problem? Flip him the Cohen bone. 1-800-Cohen-Bone. Michael Cohen's not my lawyer, but I don't see any reason why he couldn't be. And neither should you. Like I say, make the other side moan. Call Cohen and Cohen. Ask for Cohen. And tell him Cohen sent you. Or else... The uh, ad- ad- admirers of Donald Trump um, and even some of his critics say that uh, one of his great strengths is branding. He he just knows how to apply a, a name or a phrase. Little Marco, Crooked Hillary, all of those you remember from the campaign, um, and uh, to make make it stick by by sheer force of repetition or twit partition, uh, petition. Um, one that, that didn't stick, though, early in the year, there was some talk among uh, the president <laughs> and um, congressional leaders, including some Democrats, of um, a solution to the immigration problem, which would um, tighten up controls at the border, uh, as was desired by the administration, and, and yet solve the problem of the, the uh, so-called dreamers who, are, who had entered the country as children, um, through no fault of their own, and had grown up in this country and had gone to school here, you know, pursuing careers if they'd graduated already. And ultimately, that that bill did not come to fruition. But uh, in the press conference announcing that uh, they'd had this discussion, uh, Trump floated a a brand for that bill. He called it. He said it was going to be. A bill of love. Started out backing Bertha's. Gave me a big head of steam. Took the gold escalator down to slam Mexicans. That made the liberals scream I talked like a mobbed up New Yorker You know that's not who I am It pisses off guys like Bob Corker Who cares, he's weak as a lamb
side, I'm half empty. Like if there's a hand too small for a glove. I've paid some bills in my lifetime, but I'm past due on the bill of love. Past due on the bill of love. Question mark and the mysterious, but I'm not shedding 96 tears over what I said about Nigerians. That gets me the biggest cheers. I said there's AIDS in all of the Haitians, which really did great for my polls. So I ticked off the United Nations. Believe me, it's not gold in all those holes. Deep down inside, I'm a cupcake. But my push keeps coming to shove Thank God they don't hire collectors to make you pay for the bill of love to make you pay for the bill of love My attorneys will holler we'll get ten cents on the dollar and we'll settle for the bill of The um, I, I'm going to finish this sentence. The uh, the, the year was uh, punctuated by a, a growing awareness on the part of the public that uh, folks in and around the uh, administration, both before and after taking uh, after the administration took office, were uh, taping surreptitiously. Michael Cohen. The aforementioned Michael Cohen released uh, a tape he'd made. And uh, Omarosa Manigault, uh, who leapt to fame on The Apprentice and then got a job in the administration, um, left the administration and started issuing tapes that she had made and uh, dropping hints both before and after the release of her book that there were more tapes to come. 2018, the year in rebuke. Our guest on the Newsmaker line today uh, is Mr. Roger Schluffman. Yes. Calling via Skype, I believe. Hello. Yes, that's right. I, I don't trust the phones. <laughs> you can sign up to be uh, put on the do not call list, I guess. No, no, I meant the tracking. Oh, but you do trust Microsoft. For the moment. Okay. Now, just to clarify, you are calling uh, Mr. Schlupman, representing, mm-hmm. I believe, Miss Manigault Newman in in some capacity. In every capacity. Oh. I'm not her uh, her agent per uh, per capita say. No, I'm, but I'm, I'm sorry. It, what does that mean? That I'm not her agent? No, no, no. Per capita say, you said. Yeah. It's just Latin, like uh, a more perfectly pluribus union. Okay. And uh, you're calling rather than 
her yeah, because yeah, because her interviews are contractually limited to outlets, which can actually help her book sales. Okay, I can accept that. So again, a, a scribbled note here from my producer. This uh, conversation has something to do with a new tape. Yes. Omarosa, as you know, is engaged in a controlled sequential release of significant recordings from her days at the White House Mm -hmm. to buttress the credibility of a book, which, to me, needs no buttressing. Well, I I think it's an an old show business adage. You can never have too much buttressing. I suppose you're right. Uh, Mr. Schliffman, what Mm -hmm. can you tell us about this tape? It was recorded in the White House about two weeks before she was fired. Okay. It's just her and Mrs. Trump wow. in the private residence portion of the building. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, the sound you hear in the background is a shaver. A shaver? Yes. Right. Yes, it makes sense. It all makes sense mm-hmm. once you hear it or not, depending on how open-minded you are. Okay. All right. Well, you've arranged to, uh, to play it down a separate line to us mm-hmm. because I... I guess you you didn't want to lose custody of it? No, I was in my pajamas, and it's the weekend. Okay. So I guess uh, hit the playback button, and let's hear this latest Omarosa tape. Hey, hey, a little bit lower. Lower, lower. Left side lower. Honey, you did the right side. There was a spot I missed over there, though. Okay. So... Mrs. Trump doesn't want to, uh... Can you believe it? Three wives, not one is willing to shave my friggin' back? Hmm. I mean, for what they, uh, For what they made off of me, they should have... I don't know, they... Uh, they should have been willing to lick dog crap off my back. Up, 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 okay, up, okay, up. Okay, I mean... I mean, it is, uh... Pretty lush back here. Yeah. You think I don't know it? You, you know it would be great? Hmm? If my back hair was on my head, right? I, d- I don't know if that's... But my guy says it wouldn't be worth a transplant or anything because mm-hmm. he says it's different hair. Well... It would look like I got a toupee off a chimp or something. Not a good look. No. Hey, hey, hey easy. Oh, sorry. Wait. Kind of a, a stubborn patch there. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Ah. Mm-hmm. ah. The White House guy has the right tool for this. He, he doesn't want to do this either? Nah, nah. He'll do anything. Hey. He cut Obama's hair. You know what that's like. No offense. Of course not. But, uh, I don't want a man touching me behind my back. Mm-hmm. It's a little too, uh, Christopher Street, West Villagey, if you get the, uh, catch of my drift. <laughs> Ow. Hmm. And, uh, that's where the tape cuts off. Ah, I see. Wow. And then, and then two weeks later, she was fired? Yeah, I don't know if his chief of staff was unhappy with the shaving job or something else. Well, <laughs> we can only wonder. Well, you could also stay tuned for the next tape as well. We we could do that, mm-hmm. I suppose. Roger Schluffman, yeah. whatever you are per se with, Emer- with Omarosa, thank you for Skyping into the program today. Well, it was my job. And the show continues. You're important to us. You always have been. Your trust in us is what's allowed us to pay ourselves so very much so anything that lessens that trust makes us sad and slightly less insanely wealthy so starting today we're pledging to change to start over to make things right when we cheated you before we're sorry the small fine we may have paid is not punishment enough neither is making this commercial as much as it hurts us to do it If we didn't cheat you before, but just used your data in ways you didn't expect and didn't want, we're sorry. We may not have even paid a fine, but that doesn't mean that we don't hurt a little inside. 
where not even our tax lawyers can see. So starting now, we're changing. We still have the same core value we always had, making as much money off your trust as humanly possible. But we're going about it very differently. From now on, we're hands-on. We're taking steps, big steps, so you'll see us as a trusted friend, not just a useful predator. And we're taking out more of these ads every day, not just to convince you that we've changed. We're convincing us, too. Because when you get right down to it, our algorithms are people, too. After all, saying we're sorry is just not enough. We're really sorry. So please, like us again. Oh, there were a lot of those this year. Um, now, as I've uh, averred on uh, the last edition of this program, there are going to be a, a few things interspersed into the year in rebuke, or a couple, or one, from the uh, earlier in the now 35-year history of this broadcast. And uh, this one, this next one, comes from a moment when Barbara Walters was still uh, hosting The View. Barbara Walters, ask your dad. Um, and uh, on The View, one of the guests, and, and it's, it's lost to Google who it was, had said something to the effect that Barbara Walters had had uh, 82 facelifts because she looked so good. And uh, Ms. Walters, as you might have expected, took, uh, took exception to that uh, claim. And uh, this, this was the musical version of her taking that exception. The Show at 35. Two facelifts may seem like a lot. Talk about wailing in the years. Tightening a tittle or smoothing a jot. Facing down all of my fears. It hasn't been easy and it hasn't been fun. Going through what I've gone through. But one thing I'm proud of, like a dad of his son, it's been 54, not 82. How could you have 82 facelifts? What could be left to lift? The scalpel can't be your constant companion. Surgery is a gift If I had had 82 facelifts My nose would be on the floor My brow wouldn't furrow My lips wouldn't bend I'd look as bizarre as Liz Taylor's best friend I'd take two hours to cut and a half year to mend So I won't have 82 facelifts I'm happy with 54 Who could perform 
82 facelifts Seeing the same new face You can't remove that many wrinkles Without something to put in their place If I had had 82 facelifts I'd have to go back for more It would be as addictive as tobacco or crack My skin would have been pulled halfway down my back I'd be subsidizing an obvious quack So I won't have 82 facelifts I'm happy with this And back to that subject of separated children. This is Elizondo. His mother took him and his sister Hortensia away from their home in Guatemala. Or was she really his mother? Next thing he knew, he was in Texas, riding in a stranger's truck. Now, he doesn't know where he is. And neither do we even though we're responsible for him. But here's what we do know. For only four cents a day, Elizondo could have one piece of good news in his young life. No more head lice. That's the gift you could give right now to Elizondo and Hortensia and thousands of others who, through no fault of their own, are accessories to misdemeanors. You can't give him better food or the ability to make more than two phone calls a week. But you can give him head lice free days with just one phone call, one click to shave the children. We're a U.S. government-sanctioned charity-like organization whose one purpose is to give these young visitors something they may have never known before. Complete scalp hygiene but head lice won't wait for you to call more children are joining Elizondo and Hortensia every day sharing beds sharing toys sharing lawyers if their mother could talk to you or anyone she'd have one request please call her click at shave the children four cents a day is not too much to give Elizondo and Hortensia what they need a better head start if it is try three cents and we'll use older shavers but act now thanks to judges who just don't care these children may be moved again tomorrow and they'll take only one thing with them head lice won't you give two minutes to make the call or one minute to visit the website or 30 seconds to download the app You'll feel so much better, and so will they. Remember, Shave the Children is a nonprofit registered for your protection in Grand Cayman Island, and every penny of your four cents a day goes to help Elizondo and Hortensia after basic expenses like travel and office supplies and dinners for our vendors. Children like these aren't our kids, but even with the tightest security, 
our kids could come in contact with them. So for all those who look to you for help, call or click Shave the Children before this commercial ends. It will keep on going just a bit longer, so call or click now. Elizondo and Hortensia thank you. And so does the government, which made Shave the Children possible as well as necessary. Thank you. Shave the Children is not affiliated or connected in any way with Save the Children, which is a real foundation. This is the show, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the Apologies of the Week. We're so sorry. Yeah. Even now, even during all this, Miss USA has issued an apology after facing intense criticism for comments she made about two fellow Miss Universe contestants and their English language abilities. This is after Trump owned it. In a live video posted on Miss Columbia's Instagram, 24-year-old contestant Sarah Rose Summers, Miss USA, mocked the Miss Vietnam contestant, saying, she's so cute and she pretends to know so much English, and then you ask her a question after having a whole conversation with her, and she nods and smiles. Later on in the video, Summers also made comments about Miss Cambodia, saying that she doesn't speak any English, and not a single other person speaks her language. Can you imagine? Francesca, Miss Australia, said that would be so isolating, and I say yes and just confusing all the time. Poor Cambodia. The comments... You, you wouldn't be surprised to learn quickly sparked outrage online. In response, Summers posted an apology to her Instagram account. She said Miss Universe was an opportunity for women around the world to learn about each other's cultures, life experiences, and views. Alongside a photo of her embracing her fellow contestants, she added, In a moment where I intended to admire the courage of a few of my sisters, I said something that I now realize can be perceived as not respectful, and I apologize. Now she realizes that. North Korea offered an informal apology to Vietnam for the assassination last year of King Kim Jong-nam, the half-brother of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. This is according to multiple South Korean press reports. The apology was issued supposedly during North Korean Foreign Minister Ri Yong-ho's visit to Hanoi last week when he met with the Vietnamese Prime Minister and exchanged views with the, de- the Foreign Minister. You may remember that uh, uh, the son of a a North Korean diplomat reportedly lured one of the defense currently held responsible for smearing a toxic VX nerve agent on Kim's face at an airport in Kuala Lumpur. The people involved said that they thought it was a stunt. A Malaysian high court judge has said the assassination was a well-planned conspiracy. So the uh, apology was issued informally in order to avoid implicating the North Korean government in the assassination Pyongyang has formally denied any involvement. See, Saudi Arabia, that's how you do it. Oklahoma University quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murray Murray apologized for years-old tweets that surfaced using a homophobic term. After he won the Heisman Trophy last week, someone went back through his tweets and discovered several that used a derogatory homophobic term. The tweets are from 2011 and 12 when Murray was 14 and 15 years old. He deleted the tweets and detweeted the leets and apologized, writing, I apologize for the tweets that have come to light tonight from when I was 14 and 15. I used a poor choice of words that doesn't reflect who I am or what I believe. Nothing reflects who you are or what you believe, apparently. Except your apology. A teacher in a suburban Cincinnati school has apologized for a letter spelling out his dress code for a holiday concert that resulted in an outrage on Facebook. Your outrage place. 
The guidelines banned mohawks, afros, or any other outlandish hairstyles, that's a quote, directed students to see barbers and cosmetologists the day before the concert. Stephen Reeves, a black teacher in his first year with the district, apologized for any negative feelings that were created. He said in his letter, the wording and expectations were insensitive and were a mistake. Speaking of Facebook, your outrage place, the Facebook Apology of the Week comes from Facebook. It revealed this week that a bug in its system, those damn bugs, where's it, where's it? Where's the exterminator when you need it? Accidentally exposed the private photos of up to 6.8 million users, this being the latest in a series of data spills that have attracted worldwide regulatory heat. The social networking giant said the breach occurred uh, between September 13th and September 25th, and that certain third-party apps were given access to a broader set of photos than usual, you see. It's, it's just all that that's, that's, all that that's about. Um, Users gave permission to an app to access their Facebook photos. The app usually ha only has access to the photos in the user's timeline. But the 12-day breach allowed apps to access photos that were uploaded but not yet made public on Facebook, as well as photos on Facebook's Marketplace and Stories features. The bug affected up to 1,500 apps created by 876 developers. No more details from Facebook. But uh, potentially affected users will be notified by Facebook. We're sorry this happened. Facebook said in a blog post Friday morning. And the Diocese of Altoona, Johnstown, that would be in Pennsylvania. Oh, no, that's not the last one yet. There's one more. Uh, but that diocese is putting out the most detailed record yet of the cost of the child sex abuse scandal since the diocese began issuing awards and settlements 19 years ago. Awards as in money. A total cost of the diocese of the scandal, $21 million and change between July 1999 and today, $15 million of that being paid out in settlements to more than 290 victims, the rest in legal fees, survivor counseling, and clergy compensation. The diocese published how they paid for it, much of it coming from insurance, the rest savings, and the sale of the bishop's residence and their administrative center. Also, an act of contrition from Bishop Barchak. He says, I apologize to all who have suffered from sexual abuse, especially perpetrated by some members of the clergy. I apologize to your families and loved ones. I apologize to all who feel shock, disgust, anger, confusion, disappointment, and betrayal. And finally, the Heisman Trophy winner has company, Mika Brzezinski, co-host of Morning Joe. She apologized at the outset of Friday's show for what she characterized as her vulgar language earlier in the week. In the week, she generated a storm of controversy when she said on asked on Wednesday if Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was, quote, a wannabe dictator's butt boy, unquote. Please allow me to say the term is crass and offensive, and I apologize to everyone, especially the LGBTQ community and to my colleagues for using it. I will work hard to be better. I just wanted to say on camera, looking people straight in the eye, I am really, really sorry. Unquote. Mika Brzezinski. The apologies of the week, ladies and gentlemen a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. 2018, the year in rebuke. From Afghanistan Public Radio, your number one source of news about Afghanistan Public Radio. From the abandoned American television truck in downtown Kabul, checkpoint capital of the world, I'm Mahmoud. And I'm Hamid. We're bitch and moan, the Outer Power Brothers. <laughs> Welcome to a new 
fresh edition of Karzai Talk. Today's program comes to you with the assistance of the Afghan muscular dystrophy teleton, keeping the torch lit. Well, my younger brother, fighting season is still two pomegranate harvests away, <laughs> and already this town is having more explosions than a Pakistani gas mine. Mm. We shouldn't laugh. We didn't. Uh, but yes, our Taliban friends are letting the government of President Khani know that they're not going away, mm. and our Pakistani friends are not letting them go away. Well, I am but a humble Toyota dealer, <laughs> but it seems to me the conclusion is obvious. Which is by a tundra? No. The rest of us should go away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Hello, you're on Cars I Talk. Hello, this is John, a longtime commander of Operation Endless War, second-time caller. General, welcome. I heard this week you have uh, a great new plan for achieving something like uh, victory in our great country. Uh, yes, sir. We have unveiled an action plan to reverse uh, the tide here in-country. That's correct. Mm. What a coincidence. I have a great new action plan for winning the lottery and marrying one of the Spice Girls. Let's compare plans. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, General. Well, that's a phrase I never thought I'd hear you use. <laughs> <laughs> I think what many of us here at Karzai Talk Central are wondering... And there are only three of us. <laughs> <laughs> but still, how is this new plan different from all the other American plans that so far seem to have ended up uh, like all the Russian plans and all the British plans. Well, now, let's, let's, let's don't go all the way back to Alexander the Great now. I'm doing officer's mess in ten minutes. Well, it sounds to me like you're in officer's mess all the time. But, Hamid, I do get the thrust of your question, and, of course, a certain number of Americans, those who seem to think that supporting the troops means criticizing the war, are asking that question, too. Great. What's the answer? I'm due at public radio mess in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the first time since the first time, we're now implementing a three-pronged approach. The first prong would be a, an infusion, a reinfusion, if you will, of American special forces, special ops. And special K. <laughs> <laughs> you have to forgive my brother. His needs are special. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. And regular forces to advise the Afghan component, uh, which in turn is the second prong, mm. an Afghan component which now has the lowest desertion rate of any national army in the entire Central Asia theater, mm. not counting the former Soviet states, which have highly untrustworthy metrics. So the Afghan armed forces are now well-trained and ready to fight? They're more available for that training because they're still in uniform and at or near base. And, and, and they've had that training because when I was president... Well, when you were president, they were still shooting muskets. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they were shooting muskrats, an invasive pest. <laughs> well, anyway, General, yes. are they now, as you Americans like to say, all trained up? Sir, I'd like to say that uh, two-thirds of that phrase is right on the money. And with one word substitution, we could uh, stand by the entire verbiage. Mm. Well, I know from personal experience that all the American money that has flowed into our country has fueled a great deal of corruption. Now, to be fair, that's the fuel my brother runs on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, uh, the third prong, uh, which I mentioned three of mm. earlier, is uh, we have instituted for this new plan a quarterly system of inspections and audits which are best in class. And the class would be what? The previous system, which was monthly. Hmm. General, do you have a question for us? Yes, sir, yes, I do. Uh, putting our cards straight on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. mission, like the NATO mission which preceded and prefigured it, 
is short on human intelligence or human. So if any members of the Taliban are listening to your broadcast and would, so to speak, like to come in from the cold, would would you encourage them to do so? Well, uh, what might you be authoring them? I'm absolutely authorized to offer them heat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think public radio hosts are allowed to encourage anything, but thanks for the call. I didn't think we were allowed to thank anything either. What are they going to do? Give us a smaller studio? (laughs) (laughs) They can't do that. Hello, you're on Cars I Talk. Hello, I'm Mr. Deng. Chinese attaché for public diplomacy here in Kabul. First-time caller, long-time fan. Wow, a Chinese fan. Mm -hmm. I hear those are valuable. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to pardon my brother. He can't. I haven't been convicted yet. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Deng, I have to ask you, Mm -hmm. are you any relation to the former wife of the American media mogul Rupert Murdoch? Well, there are about a hundred million of us on the mainland, so I suspect the answer is I probably won't be getting any of the inheritance if and when. (laughs) Mr. Deng, your country is building a base in and with my country. Mm -hmm. How do you get along with the Americans here? Well, of course, we see good relationships with all nations. That's that's one reason for our one belt, one road, one facial recognition system project. Of course, your American friends have uh, had a military involvement here for quite a long time, and they don't seem to have had that much to show for it. Oh, now, wait a minute. Heat's not nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And to be brutally frank, Mm. we don't see much of the Americans up in the north where we've been active. Oh, so maybe you two powers can just carve us up into your respective areas of interest? That's a bit harsh, isn't it? But speaking of harsh, I do have a question. Oh, we love to take questions. We ignore them, but we take them. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give away the formula. (laughs) Well, in that mountainous border area, we'll we'll be building the friendship base. Friendship is good. Mm -hmm. Do you know if there's any halfway decent dim sum in the province. What I've experienced so far is, shall we say, sub-Taiwanese in quality. Mr. Deng, I have one piece of advice for you. Learn to love pomegranate juice. (laughs) (laughs) The Americans still haven't. (laughs) Thanks for the call. We had help today from the Afghan Trucking Association. Trucks they're what break down in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Legal services for Carlos I Talk from the law firm of Ketchum and Newcomb. I'm Mahmoud. And I'm Hamid. Join us next time that we persist with another edition of Cars I Talk. This is APR, Afghanistan Public Radio. And the year has uh, neared its conclusion with the return to the spotlight of uh, a, an official by the name of Gina Haspel. She is uh, President, <laughs> President, Obama, uh, President Trump's um, appointee as the head of the Central Intelligence Agency. Um, nonetheless, uh, he has uh, disputed some of the findings of her agency, uh, particularly on the subject of the culpability of uh, Saudi... Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, to uh, those of us who know and love him, um, in the murder of uh, journalist um, Jamal Khashoggi. Khashoggi. Uh, her agency uh, came to a conclusion that there's high probability, with high conf- medium to high confidence, that MBS was involved 
in the murder. And uh, as I say, President <laughs> President has uh, kind of uh, waved that away, even though she's his appointee. Now, that appointment took place this year, earlier this year. It was uh, enmeshed in controversy. One of the reasons is that uh, earlier in her distinguished career at the CIA, she apparently uh, presided over uh, some uh, some uh, enhanced, some very enhanced, some extremely enhanced interrogation uh, proceedings in Afghanistan, um, which led to uh, the opposition to her appointment by one-time victim of torture, the late Senator John McCain. Nonetheless, she she was approved and um, is either, depending on how you look at it, uh, to be called uh, the director of the CIA or in, uh, in my parlance, hashtag Spooky Gina.
Keeping up with the Murdochs. A family dinner in the south of France. Uh, what's this then? I told you, darling. Chef prepared mussels to start. Mm, these are great. Really salty. Mm. Nah, James, mm -hmm. when I want to know what the mussels taste like, I bloody ask you. <laughs> I just... You just said enough, bro. <sighs> hey... Bro, I was running a great big fox, not the little rump fox you're running. Uh -huh. When you were sulking in Australia, being the CEO of, I don't know, a fried kangaroo franchise? Boys, boys, it's a lovely evening well, in one of the nicest parts of the world. I think I've told everyone who listen a million times. The muscles make my face swell up, oh, so God. hand me some bread, pumpkin, and I'll just sop up the juice. Well, as long as that's not pumpkin bread. <laughs> Thank goodness the new Fox is not going to focus on comedy. Ah, uh, more important, perhaps, it's not going to focus on you. Boys, Wait. did either uh, of you get out to the beach today? Mm. The waves were higher than uh, than you know who on a Grammy night. Oh, you can say his bloody name, you know. Well, last time I did, your face swelled up. But that was the damn muscles. All oh, right, sorry. Oh, James, mm. look. We haven't talked uh, much since, uh, since the Passover. James, mm -hmm. I'm sorry I've been so busy with Rupert's recoup. Oh, somebody had to care. We need you convert to the Hebrew persuasion. Not that Passover. He was passed over for... I was passed uh, over for the prodigal freaking son. Mm. But, you know, there's there's no reason why 23 years of loyalty should be rewarded. Pass the terrain. Oh, you you could reach for it like oh. you reach for everything else in your whole bloody life, you know. like control. As to Murdoch's, this is not helping my recovery from, uh, you know, the back thing. Sorry. Mm. Here's the bloody terrain. Thank you. Oh, that's mm -hmm. so very French. Blood terrine. Can't we get these people to just make a freaking burger? James, mm. you've, uh, you've had your go. The papers, the network, the studio. You know, it's so sad that Elizabeth couldn't make it here, you mm. know, mm. for a real family dinner for once. Oh, Liz is too busy creating compelling content. I think she's crash-editing the new season of Celebrity Binge Watch. Oh, he's being snarky, but it happens to be true. Uh, look, but now it's Lachlan's turn. Yes, I think loyalty is a virtue. And so is patience. And greed. Oh. I, now, see, we were having such a lovely pre-dinner thing. Well, uh, Lockie, mm -hmm. uh, Donald told me he uh, called you. Yeah. I, I gave him your cell number. Yeah, he did, and uh, he congratulated me. Even though he had a note on his desk that said... Do not congratulate. <laughs> Snarky <laughs> alert number two. Oh, wow. Well. And uh, he said he hoped that, uh, I think the way he put it was that uh, at Fox News, nothing was going to change. Meaning he doesn't want to have to start watching bloody Good Morning America. <laughs> Speaking of which, did all y'all know that George Stephanopoulos used to work in the White House? Am I late to the party again? Blonde uh, alert. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just because my hair covers my ears doesn't mean I can't hear. Okay. Uh, uh, the president also said we've got to start giving Hannity better lighting. I asked him what was wrong with the lighting, mm -hmm. and, and then he just had to ring off. Okay, look, before Frenchie and that brings on a duck course. James, mm -hmm. just as a concerned father mm -hmm. or somebody who plays one on TV, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why don't you update us on your future plans? Okay, uh... Few things in the fire, kindling or wood. I, <laughs> we think there's a niche in the messaging space for a solution that goes way beyond Snapchat in terms of privacy and avoiding people being trolled for old tweets. Mm. 
Sounds promising. Mm -hmm. It's a new social messaging app called Poof. I love the name. That mm -hmm. uh, destroys your message uh, the minute you've recorded it before anybody even sees it. <laughs> I think you found your own MySpace. Hey, hey. We're being kind to the unemployed tonight for a change. Let's bring on the damn duck. Next time, trying to sell Disney on a Fox News ride at Disneyland on Keeping Up with the Murdochs. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the New Orleans area, you might want to stop by Le Petit Theater in the French Quarter tomorrow or Tuesday night and catch this year's edition of Christmas Without Tears, filled with great New Orleans musical and stage talent, all for the benefit of the uh, Musicians Assistance Foundation and the Le Petit Theater. Judith Owen and I will be hosting. Or you can just forget about it and join me next week right here as the show returns with a special holiday edition. Tom? A holiday. Yes, that's it. And uh, it would be just like you coming to Christmas Without Tears if you'd agree to join with me then. Would you? Already, thank you very much. A tip of the show shop out of the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, not in exile in Hawaii desks. Thanks as always to Thomas Walsh and to, here at WWNO and to Pam Halston. Halstead. I said Halstead for help with today's broadcast. The email address for this program still exists. It uh, sits alongside the playlist of the music heard here on and your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts. Last minute gift idea? Ding, ding, ding. Light bulb time. That's all at harryshare.com. And I'm on Twitter at the Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network. So long from the Crescent City. Uh -huh.